Welcome to the Dream Builder Teachers Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen, a former 10-year teacher and mother of three. I went from being a stressed, overwhelmed full-time teacher to running a successful online business from home that completely changed my reality and replaced my teaching income. And I am here to say, you can do it too. Join me each week for inspiration, online business strategies, and engaging interviews. If you want to run a successful online business from home, then this is the show for you. Hey, welcome to today's episode. Today we're talking all about the basic tech tools needed to create and sell an online course. This is something that people ask me often. What if I'm not good at technology or what are the things that I need? Here's the thing. I'll tell you that everyone can learn the technology needed, but there are some key components of things that you do need in order to be successful. I have a quick list of seven things here that you will need in order to create and sell an online course. Okay, so the very first one is social media. I highly recommend using Instagram or Facebook. Now, I would actually check and see where your audience is hanging out and do a really good deep dive in order to know just because you put content out there and somebody isn't showing up or somebody isn't liking it or or it doesn't seem like it's getting traction doesn't mean they're hanging out there. You actually have to do a search and see how many people in your niche are hanging out on Instagram or Facebook and get really specific in the way that you actually search for them. Because sometimes it's just in the amount of words you use or the type of words you use in order to find someone. So check which social media channel they're hanging out on. I prefer Instagram right now. So I definitely recommend checking out Instagram and seeing if there is a niche for you on Instagram. I do believe there is, but sometimes people think there is not. So make sure that you check out what social media channel is best for you. Okay. Now, the second thing that I recommend you having is an email list building platform. Now, what happens is, is you get somebody to sign up for your email. It doesn't even say get to, but you have somebody sign up for your email list with the sole purpose of being able to nurture them, getting them to be able to, not even getting, but I shouldn't say get, but having them get to know, like, and trust you. This isn't like a secretive place where you're trying to rope them in. It's more about showing them what you offer giving value and teaching them something. The best thing about an email list is that you can guarantee it will go in their inbox. We're not always sure if it goes in the regular inbox or the spam, but we do know that it will go into their email list. Versus social media, you can't always guarantee that someone's going to see your content. With an email list, it's there. And if for some reason your Instagram profile gets deleted or something wonky happens, you still have your email list. That doesn't go away, okay? So you own that email list. This is a place where you get to know, like, and trust your audience and they do the same. You can connect with them on a totally different level, share things that are um, a little bit more, I don't want to say the word intimate, but I will use that word a little bit more intimate in showing them um, and telling them stories of you. So then that way they can see what, you stand for, what kind of things you have to give, what kind of value you have to give. And you're not so vulnerable as in putting it out there for the whole entire world on social media. So building email list is very important. You usually start by warming somebody up by giving them something for free that they will see value in, something that will give them a quick win. And then from there, you nurture them and share your story, share who you are and what you have to offer. The best email list building platform that I recommend is ConvertKit. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to check it out. 
I really like ConvertKit. I moved away from it for a short time and came back because I found it to be so much better than so many other ones out there because of the type of automations you can use with ConvertKit and how easy it is to use. So I totally recommend ConvertKit. Now, another thing you'll need is a website. Even if it's one page or even two pages, you just need a place to land. You need a place where people can find you, where they can read about you, read about your story, read about your services, and find what you have to offer. Now, I personally use Kajabi because it's also the place that I host my course for the Dream Builder Teacher Society, but I, before Kajabi, used Squarespace, and I highly recommend Squarespace. I'll put a link in the show notes too for Squarespace. It's a great website building platform, very easy to use. I have a designer that I recommend too, so I'll definitely put all that information in the show notes so that you can read more about what Squarespace is and how easy it is to use. I really recommend it, okay? Also, you will want some place to host your course. Now, some people will go for the big programs right away, like Kajabi, which is what I use. I love Kajabi. It's so easy to use. But other people choose to start with things like Member Vault or Teachable. Teachable and Kajabi have around the same pricing structure once you look into things, because when you go onto these course hosting platforms, some of them charge you to have someone pay you for your course. So just like a credit card fee, some places will actually charge you, okay? So you need to make sure that you're looking at what they actually offer because it might not be apples to apples. Sometimes like programs like Kajabi, they don't charge you when someone purchases your course, but somebody like Teachable or a program like Teachable does. So that right there can weigh out the pricing pretty quickly. Member Vault is a great one to start with because it's actually really low cost. Again, I'll put all these links in the show notes for you. Member Vault is a great place to start too. And some of my clients choose to start with something they already have, like Google Drive, a Google Drive folder, a Facebook group, or a shared Dropbox folder. It's okay to start with one of those as well because other people can access it, you can share the information, and you can do it easily and quickly without having to learn another platform. So having Something in Google Drive or a Facebook group or Dropbox folder probably isn't as secure as giving someone a username and a password to log into your course. So it's definitely not a long-term solution, but to get started quickly, it's a great solution. So I highly recommend looking at that option as well. It can work really well for your course. Okay, I feel like I'm starting to talk fast. When I get passionate about things, I start to talk fast. So I'm going to slow down a little bit here for you. So another thing I recommend, now when you're going to create the course, you usually want to record content. Some kind of video, maybe it's a screen share or maybe it's a video of you talking. I would recommend Loom. Again, the link will be in the show notes. But Loom is a great way to record your course because anything that you do on the screen, they can see too. So if you have any tutorials or things you want to show, things you want to write on, things like that, you can do a lot more with Loom. There are some other ones that a lot of teachers have told me about because since 2020 and teachers having to teach virtually, there's been some other programs that have been pretty close with Loom as well. I personally use Loom. I think it works great. And I love being able to record my screen and my face or just my screen and voice works really, really well. Okay. So what I like to do is actually create my slides first, and then I record my voice 
teaching with the slides. I find that that's the best for my teaching style. That's the best for my brain to continue to upload the information that I need to be sharing and teaching with. So you really have to find what works best for you. If you are a person that's great just talking on video about whatever topic it is, that's a great way to do it too. You don't have to do slides and audio. I would pay attention to making sure we're addressing all the different learning styles, of course, because we know that everyone learns differently. So you don't want to always have the same exact style. It's good to change things up. And when I go to create those slides, I use a program called Canva. Canva is my absolute favorite program. I create so many things on Canva. It's really mostly a graphic program, but it's so easy to use. It's so easy to manipulate things and move things around and change things up. I wish I would have had this as a teacher because it would have been a lot easier to create all of the materials I created in Microsoft Word. I love Canva. So it's just like the word canvas without the S. And last but not least, everyone says, but how do they pay me? Well, there's two different programs I recommend, Stripe or PayPal. PayPal is great because A lot of people have a PayPal account. Most people have a PayPal account. It's pretty secure. However, sometimes their refund policies aren't the best in PayPal. So I definitely would pay attention to that. If you have a high ticket course, I don't usually recommend PayPal because they will actually refund pretty easily. And I don't really like that the business owner doesn't have control over that. Then Stripe is my favorite. So Stripe is the way that I will actually invoice my private clients. It's the way I take payment for my courses. You can run subscription-based payments on there. Like I said, you can invoice people on there. And it's really easy to set up with whatever program you choose to use. Okay, that's exactly how I go about accepting payment for my course. There is one bonus thing that I did not mention actually would be Thrivecart. Thrivecart is how I process my cart. So my Thrivecart program is connected to my Stripe account. So that way when someone actually enters in their name and email and payment information into my cart, it goes to my Stripe account. So Thrivecart's another really great program. So that would actually make eight programs, but little bonus there for you. So I recommend taking a look at these programs. Don't get too lost in it. Try not to get shiny object syndrome. Just pick one and get to know it and get to work with it. Just make sure that you look at the pricing structure because some programs, even though they're more expensive like Kajabi, they could end up being worth it in the long run because of the payment when they're taking, you know, like I said earlier, when they take a cut of the payment. And then also some of the things you need with Kajabi or you don't need with Kajabi are like having a place to host your videos. So some courses require you to have like a secret backlink on YouTube or to use something like Vimeo, but Kajabi doesn't. You just upload straight to Kajabi and there it is. So that works really well too. Again, I hope this was really helpful for you to think about the tech tools that you need to kind of get started. If I were to say find one place to get started, I know that as a teacher, creating materials is the most fun and it's where our brain goes first because that's what we're used to. But what I would do is I would start to build out that social media following, your website, even if it's one or two pages, and an email list because starting there will get you to actually connect with people a place where people can learn and find about you and actually find you, right? And from there, you can build out the rest of the materials. 
Okay. Now, if this was really helpful for you, I would love it if you would leave a review on the podcast because when you do that, we get the podcast shown to more people. Apple recognizes that people want to hear this message. So it's really, really helpful when you do that. Also, take a screenshot on your phone and pop it in Instagram stories. Tag me at Dream Builder Teacher. Thanks again, guys. Have a great day and I'll see you again soon. And that's it for another episode of the Dream Builder Teachers podcast. If you are looking for more, come hang out with me over on Instagram. Just search for Dream Builder Teacher. And I would be so grateful if you could share the podcast with your friends by making a screenshot on your phone, popping it into your Instagram stories, and tag me at Dream Builder Teacher. See you next time.